Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 177. My goodness, 177 episodes. Let that sink in, everybody. Today is Thursday, February 9th. Um, going to be a great show, you guys. I think this guest is great. I always love having this guest on, so... Um, it's going to be a great time. Great things are going to be shared, all that good stuff. Um, big shout out to all of you listening on the podcast platforms. Thank you for all your support. We've seen a massive growth, like massive growth on the podcast, um, which is so great and super encouraging because we got shadow banned on YouTube and we were feeling a little discouraged, I'm not going to lie. And we were feeling a little discouraged. And I was like, God, uh, yeah, we know we're supposed to do this. We've had a lot of solid prophetic words about growth and they've really resonated with us and we're being obedient, doing the baby steps. And then you get shadow banned and you know, it's Satan, um, but God is amazing. And so we've seen a massive growth in our podcast uh, listening hours. So um, if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and follow us. That'll really help us out. If you haven't followed us, followed us already. Uh, thank you in advance. And then anybody who's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dip my toe into the uh, podcast arena. Just go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. You can download those, those apps on your phone. There's also like the desktop app for Spotify. And just type in Elijah Fire Podcast. You'll see us right there. You'll recognize our branding right away. You're like, oh, there they are. There they be. And there's actually a lot of people that ask us um, intermittently, hey, uh, do you have like an offline version that I can listen to so I don't use data or whatever? Um, or if I'm going to be out of cell service or internet? Um, so a podcast would be the best way. So if you have a, an Apple device, you can go to Apple podcasts and then you can actually download the episode and you can listen to it offline, which is amazing. So I do that all the time when I'm places where I'm, I don't have cell service or, um, you know, whatever. Uh, so there you go. That is an option. Also, if you donate to elijahfirecom slash donate, all proceeds go towards keeping this free at five days a week. But we also take a portion of every single donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts. We partnered with Show Mercy International and we're digging a new fresh water well every three days. And that is because of your guys' generosity. Um, and so we're going to play a quick update and then we are going to get the ball rolling for today's amazing episode. Thank you again for all of your generosity, everybody. ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you can get in on that. Um, and there's a lot of people that go, oh, I want this to go to water wells. I want this to, anytime you donate, a, a portion of every single donation will go towards those. Also, just a reminder, one last time before tomorrow, which is February 10th, um, we are beginning our new teaching series. It's going to be going for four consecutive weeks starting tomorrow, part one of four of Bible 101. Um, and so if you are a seasoned believer or a new believer, Bible 101 is going to apply to everybody. Um, the word is a living and alive. And so even if you hear the same verse 300 times, you're going to get re new revelation because uh, that's how God works. So it's going to be great. It's going to have Mandy Woodhouse and Costin Woodhouse, both solid Bible teachers. Uh, so we're going to be talking about biblical application, um, how to interpret scripture, how to how to read the Bible, how to apply it to your life. And so Mandy and Costin are going to be tag teaming every other week. So Costin is going to be tomorrow. 
Mandy will be the next week. Constant will be the week after that. And then that final episode, part four of four of Bible 101 is going to have both of them together, which I'm excited about because they're super adorable when they're together and they've got great chemistry. And so um, it's going to be a great, great time. So that begins tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Bible 101 is going to be a good time. So uh, speaking of good times, today is going to be a good time because every single time this guest is on, it's always a good time. He's a prophetic voice. He's the lead pastor of Ramp Church, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then he's also the author of the new book, Breaking the Spirit of Delilah. Let's give it up for my guest today, Andrew Tao. Andrew Tao. Hey, hello, hello. So, Andrew, how are you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. I'm, I'm excited about today. I'm excited about what God's doing. You know, when you were talking earlier, I was like mad at the devil for trying to to ban the show but you know what god is bigger than algorithms he's bigger than getting banned he's bigger than all of those things and so i just i released that word again for growth and acceleration Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. multiplication this is a season for the voice of god and the voice of his prophets to be heard so uh i just we come against all of that attack in jesus name and i thank you lord that you're raising up others to amplify the voice of, of your voice, your voice, Lord, it's your voice. So I thank you. But yeah, that's just an attack to show that you're on the right track, Get right? Yeah. Because giants are always a signpost that you're on the way to the right promised land. So. Come on, come on. Yeah, we're definitely not going to stop. But you know, it doesn't prevent you from feeling come frustration and, and feeling down sometimes, you know, yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, that was definitely the tail end of last year. I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, and then we saw, you know, God was still doing his thing, you know, so yeah, he's going to keep doing it. So, all right. Well, um, we titled this episode, the only God season. All right. So I'm going to let you jump hardcore into that and what that means. Let's go. Let's go. The other day uh, I was in Houston, Texas. I was preaching a conference and the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and he spoke to me and he he said to me, Andrew, it's an only God season. Hmm. Now I I said, we talk like this. I said, Lord, why are you speaking to me like third person? Why don't you say (laughs) he said, because I want you to prophesy and declare to my people that they are moving into an only God season. That flesh is not going to get glory out of this. Man is not going to get glory out of this, but I'm going to get the glory. Some of you, you've been behind. You feel like you've been lagging behind. You feel like there's no way. We serve the God of the impossible. He said, I am moving you out of the natural, what you can do in the natural, and I'm going to move you into the supernatural. He said, I will make a way where there seems to be no way. Mm -hmm. Come on. God is the one who is opening doors. I want to tell somebody today, you've been facing a situation. Maybe it's a doctor's report. Maybe it looks so impossible. It's a family member that looks like they've gone astray. I'm telling you, prodigals are coming. Coming in, God says, I'm going to do some things this year that you could not do on your own. You could not do it. The person uh, next to you couldn't do it. A mother, a father, nobody else could do it, but only God could do it. See, somebody, if you were in my church right now, I'd say somebody shout right now, only God, because you are moving in to an only God season. How do you know that, Andrew? Because we're hitting a Kairos moment where God says there is divine acceleration. 
that is taking place. You better get ready to run. I think I prophesied that about that the last time I was here, but you guys got to get ready to run because what God is doing in this hour, we don't have time to say, we'll do it next year. We'll do it 10 years from now. That's why I was thrilled to hear about the, the Bible 101, because you know what? We've got to learn how to equip ourselves with the word of God, how to study the word of God uh, and quit being, you know, anorexic Christians that are, we're just surviving on little nuggets here and there. No, we need. He says, I have fresh daily bread for you. But I, I want to say to you today, get ready for the justice of God to be uh, wow. dispensed on your behalf. Uh, the Lord brought me to, to, to Galatians 6, 7 through 9. It's a familiar passage, but I love it in the New Living Translation. It says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will, har will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. See, I don't know who the enemy's been lying to today, but I believe there's some many that are listening this, listening to watching the replay, listening to the podcast, and you felt like giving up. Come on, I, I know what it's like to feel the pressures of life just caving in all around you to where you say, God, this is too hard. God, I, I just don't know if I can do this again. I, I don't know if I can get up from this, this attack. I remember, Jeff, one time I was, um, I, I'm very animated. I don't know if you can tell what? me. <laughs> and I'm even that way with the Lord because he made me that way. But yeah. I went to my prayer room and I was laying on the floor and I mean, I was in a, a fetal position crying. I, I mean, I was just like, it was some things were really coming at me. Yeah. And I was saying, God, I'm wounded. God, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding, God. No, this time I'm really bleeding. There's no way I can get up from this. And I heard him speak to me. And he said, Andrew, shut up. Now, I know I just blew some religious yeah. <laughs> devils. Some religious devils just got mad. But let him speak King James to you. But he speaks Andrew to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, he, he said a couple of things like that to me before, too. Yeah, so, he, he yeah. said, shut up and stand up. And, I, you know, I was kind of baffled because I was thinking, did you not hear what I was going through? <laughs> like, Rude, <did>. yeah. <laughs> God, no, you don't understand. I'm really, no, this time I'm really, I was getting aggravated. I'm really wounded this time. I mean, I, I've been, I'm bleeding all over the place. I've been stabbed so many times. I'm and he spoke to me, he said, Andrew, shut up and stand up. And so I stood up and then I heard his voice again. He said, the enemy does not know how successful his attack against you was. The only way he knows is by what comes out of your mouth. Whoa, dude. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why the Bible says there's power of life and death in our tongue. Yeah, and he said, huge. the enemy cannot go ahead of time. He does not know. He's not in our thoughts. Only God knows our thoughts. So he said the only way the enemy knows if his plan was so successful or if it affected you the way it has is if we pull the covers over our head or we begin to, to pit, you know, I call it poor mouth. I don't know what you guys call it, but you know, you begin to say, Oh, I'm the, it's a victimhood, you know, Oh, you know, like I did, I, I was bleeding all over the place and I was hurting my, I was broken. I, I'm telling you, I don't think I've ever 
Maybe that's one of the two biggest attacks that I'd ever faced in my life. But I was I was broken that day. But God said, I've given you a, a, a weapon. I've given you an armor. Stand up and put up your on your your armor. And he said, open your mouth and start praising me for the victory. And, and so in my in my thoughts, I started doing that. I started with my mouth. I started saying, God, I thank you that you are bringing. I don't know how you're going to bring me out, but you are bringing me out of this. I thank you, God, that you have already made a way of escape. I thank you, Lord, that you have gone ahead of me and you have ordered my steps. I thank you. You're the one who make. I'm about to preach right now. Come on, you somebody, it, man. Start you go. praising him right now yeah. because uh, some of you are going through that struggle and you feel like you're under attack. God says your mouth is a weapon. You can either reveal how successful the enemy is. Ooh, I feel fire. Yeah, I know. This is good, dude. Fire. Yeah. See, we can partner with the enemy without knowing we're partnering with the enemy. Yeah. We can come and be prophets of the enemy and start declaring, oh, I'm broken. God, I'm wounded. God, I'm never coming out of this. Well, uh, you're prophesying what the enemy is feeding you. What we need to do is get this word. That's why uh, we're having Bible 101 so we can learn how to take this word and begin to prophesy the word. We begin to pray the word. If you looked at my Bible, you would see things like my name written beside different things. Like I was just talking about that the other day on the show. Come yeah. on, yeah. come on. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the bar. And then I'll put Andrew beside it. Because I'll, I'll put, I won't say, I'll, I'll say Andrew is the head and not the tail and above and not beneath. See, some of you need to know the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. That means they're available to you. They're available to you, believer. I, I Some of you say, I don't feel like I'm worthy. None of us feel like we're worthy. <laughs> Our righteousness is as filthy rags before. And that's why the Lord wanted me to prophesy to you. It's an only God season. You can't earn it. You can't do it. But I want you to know that you can stop partnering with the enemy and you can stop letting him know how successful his attacks against you are. I've learned, Jeff, and and I'm quite a bit older than you, but I've learned in this in this walk with God, in this pursuit of God, is that the enemy, as soon as he learns that something is not affecting us the way it used to affect us, then he he'll he'll go to another game plan. He'll he'll stop leaving that. He'll leave that one alone because yeah. it's not working. It's not successful. Yeah. And the only way he knows is if we say it. And so that day I, I started, I stood up and I started praising God with my mouth and started declaring the word. But in my mind, I was telling the Lord, see, uh, I, I'm, I can do two things at once. So I can have a conversation even with you and have a thought going on in my head. I, I believe many of us can do that. Thank the Lord. Yeah. But uh, I was telling the Lord, God, you know, I'm really hurting. You know, I'm wounded. And it was just like a gentle father giving me that nudge saying, I know you are. But you're partnering with me right now Hmm. and you're having you'll have the fruit of your lips. Don't you dare let the devil know that that, that he was successful at attacking my child. You're an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. You are always triumphant in Christ Jesus. He said it was just like that, that love of the father, because in my mind, I was saying, God, you know, I'm hurting. Hmm. God, you know. I really feel like throwing in the towel. You know, I really do feel like I'm bleeding right here. And, and he was 
that nudge of the father just saying, keep going. Hmm. He, the enemy's going to wish he would have never tried this with you. He's going to wish that he would have never touched you because you're not only coming out of this, but you're coming out stronger. Come on, I'm prophesying to somebody right now. You're coming out stronger. You're coming out with a greater anointing. You're coming out with a greater fire. Your faith is rising up. Guess what? He said, I am building your faith. And the enemy is going to wish that he would have not tried this with you. Some of you right now, I hear the Holy Spirit saying, you're facing situations that the enemy thought he was going to get victory out of it. He thought you were going down in defeat, but child of God, you are not going down in defeat. You are rising up out of this. Who am I prophesying to right now? You are rising up out of this struggle. You are rising up out of the situation and the life, the things that life has tried to put on you. The enemy tried to weigh you down, but I'm telling you by by the word of God, you are coming in to an only God season. Only God can make a way out of no way. Only God can change a doctor's report. Only God can deliver your family. Only God can heal your body. Only God. This is your only God season. I declare that in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. And, you know, as I was uh, just contemplating it, like I said, I was at a conference and and the Lord began to speak to me about this. So I went to Galatians and I read that. God, you cannot mock the justice of God. And, and I love words. So I go to the dictionary to find out what justice means. And it means the administrating of deserved punishment or reward. The enemy is going to receive punishment and God's people are about to receive reward. Mm. God's justice is being dispensed on your behalf. That day when I was in my prayer room and I was so wounded and so broken and I was crying out to the Lord and he had me stand up and begin to declare the word of God. The, the Bible says that if we resist the devil, he has to flee. How do we resist him? We resist him by not giving in to temptation. And one of that, one of the temptations is not just, you know, uh, uh, sleeping around or, or doing drugs or, or the, one of the temptations is partnering with what he's trying to declare over our life. Mm -hmm. We are victims. We are, we're, you know, I'll never get up out of this situation. No, we start resisting him by saying, I am the head and not the tail. Mm -hmm. I am who God says I am. I am uh, an overcomer. We start declaring what God says. So that's a way of resisting the enemy. See, we, we give over to the enemy too quickly yeah. because of feelings. Mm -hmm. We walk by faith and not by sight or okay. not by what we feel. Yeah. The enemy can make you feel. <laughs> I have crazy feelings all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you can watch a show, a TV show, and it gives you a feeling. Mm -hmm. But we walk by faith. What is faith? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we walk according to the word of God through faith. Hmm. And so we can't give over into feelings. One thing I love about the life of Jesus, he was not moved by his feelings. Right. He was moved by compassion. However, he was not moved by feelings. It's like, you know, uh, at, at, uh, with Mary and Martha, he didn't move, although he loved them and he groaned with with the death of Lazarus, he, he knew God was getting a greater glory for him to be delayed. Yeah. And so uh, we have to understand that we can't walk by feelings. 
We have to understand, even though some of you listening to this podcast right now, it feels like it's impossible. In fact, you look at it and it looks impossible. But I've come to tell you, oh, I've come to tell you what the Lord says. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And the Lord says he is the God of the impossible. The Lord says that you are moving into an only God season. Mm. He is about to receive greater glory from your situation, from your life, from your circumstances. I know it looks like he's four days late, like Mary and Martha. It appeared like he was four days late, but Lazarus is coming out of the tomb. You are coming out of despair. You are coming forth in resurrection. I didn't feel like, I didn't know I was going to share this, but I sense the Holy Spirit say to prophesy resurrection life to somebody. Mm -hmm. There are some dreams coming to life again. There's some visions coming to life again. There's some marriages coming to life again. Mm -hmm. The Lord says restoration, resurrection, and there is life in your situation in Jesus name Come it's on. not over yeah don't quit don't mm-hmm. quit yeah i feel like too andrew i don't know if this happens to you uh sometimes it can even be not even like speaking something but sometimes i'm meant to like our praise can wage warfare or worship to, towards the lord can wage warfare and there are sometimes and my wife i know this is other people experience this because I've talked to my wife and I've talked to some other people. And I was just curious if you've experienced this too, where sometimes like there's this temptation to not say anything. Like you may be bombarded with intrusive thoughts or something's going on in your, your world. And, and, and then it's like, you just kind of want like be like, there's a temptation to be lazy and to not like do anything. Like, I just don't even like, I don't want to open my mouth, but then I I'll catch myself. And then I'll actually like, if I'm in the car, I'll just yell like, no. And then I'll like rebuke the devil. And it's like, immediately you feel this something shift yeah. and you start declaring or you start worshiping the Lord. And sometimes that can even be a temptation too. It's not just like, Oh, I'm stupid. Oh, so-and-so doesn't like me or, Oh, you, you give into whatever kind of temptation or, Oh, I'm bleeding out. God, I'm having a hard time. You know, it can be yeah. even that of like the very thing that you need to do is to worship. And there's this like, you feel like the enemy's just like trying to subdue you and keep you from like not, not worshiping the Lord. Has that ever happened to you before? Absolutely. You know, that's actually why I wrote the new book because I see that so much in the church it, it is it's a slumber that that we're that we face. It's a, a pandemic of of slumbering because we replace. Uh, the presence of God with good production and there's no replacement for the presence of God. But, you know, that's what the enemy wants to do is to put us to sleep because if we're uh, not active or we're not present or we're not waging that warfare, then we'll slumber. And that's what he's counting on is he wants to rage in this hour so that the church will be put to sleep. But there are prophetic voices. There are people of God. There are trumpets that are sounding, saying, wake up, wake up. This is the hour for the church to to, to wake up and and to become the warrior bride. Uh, You know, we got to move past the the pretty, uh, uh, you know, just 
patty cake bride and we've yeah. got to become that warring bride yeah. we've got to become that bride of power the bride that has access the bride that has authority the bride that that can wage warfare against the enemy because jesus already gave us the victory so it's already ours but you know going back to your point there absolutely the bible says you know we cast off the spirit of heaviness by putting on the garment of praise and i love to illustrate that because when I went through depression, uh, and I've shared that many times on this broadcast, but when I, the Lord really revealed that secret to me was that you cast off heaviness by putting on praise. Mm-hmm. So as you're putting on praise, you're casting off that old garment that's trying yeah. to attach itself to you. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, the enemy is counting on you saying, oh, you know, I just don't feel like doing that. Or I just don't, you know, because he knows the power of praise. He knows the power when we begin to lift Jesus up, when we begin to magnify him, the word says that he will inhabit the praises of his people. Now, that word inhabit is a King James Version word. And what it means is he'll come and he'll make residence there or he'll come right in the midst of the praise. Now, I used to think in a church setting, because uh, I grew up in church, I used to heard that scripture so many times, I used to think, well, God comes in the midst of people. So we got to get people and that, you know, God, no, he comes in the midst of praise. That's Mm -hmm. why you can walk into stadiums and there's no praise going on and he's not making residence there. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's there because he's omnipresent, but he's not making residence. He's not uh, making himself at home there because when uh, people begin to praise, then he says, oh, that's where my home is. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going to make residence. So that is a warfare secret, people of God, when you don't feel like it, come on, we were talking about feelings earlier. You got to cast that off by putting on your praise. And then God comes and makes residence and the devil doesn't want to stay around where God's presence is. Yeah, that's right. And I think too, you know, sometimes it can be, it's a multifaceted thing of, of people are good at some things and not as good as other things that they might Things might come more naturally to them than others. There are some people I meet that I'm like, you're, you were born happy. Like you were born, <laughs> you're born, you know, and it, like, I know some of those people, you know, but, um, I also know some people who are more inclined to cynicism more inclined to always like settling into the, you know, and so I, I get that, but it doesn't change the fact that like, you can't wait for that to to find you you can't wait for that happiness to find you and 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 that encouragement from the lord to sometimes sometimes it's literally been me like like you were talking about how it was like a gentle father coming in and i know it's hard it's no i know it's hard i've had those but there are other times where god's like you have the tools fight you know you have the weapons fight and i'm like you know, and then you start recalling scripture. There's a couple of scriptures we have on our bathroom mirror that we always have there. And I like anytime any one of us is having like a rough day, like I'll go out there. I'll just like, you know, I'll, I'll just read it out loud. You know, I have yes. scriptures on my monitors, you know? Um, and so, uh, but yeah, sometimes I, I think I, I get it. You know, if some of you are like, I know, but like, I, I just, I'm like, it, it just seems harder for me than other people. Um, you know, Maybe that's a result of needing some deliverance, but it's also, you know, it's sometimes it's just, you need to like get in the habit of, of speaking life, of speaking God's word. What are God's promises? 
you know, like they apply to all of us, you know, um, just the same as experiencing negative emotions apply to all of us, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, in my prayer room, I have a wall that I post scriptures, my, my go-to need to scriptures, you know, yeah. they're all important. So yeah. I'm not saying that, but there are certain scriptures that I need because I, a similar battle, you know, that I face. So I'm like, like you said, you go to your bathroom. I have one on the wall. Then I have, um, I can't show it right now, but I have a, a, a desk mat uh, on my desk here. And it has, you know, different words and things that the Lord yeah. has spoken to me. And, uh, you know, so it's important to keep those things easy, accessible, mm -hmm. you know, for me too, with this, with my Bible, you know, this is more than just a Bible. This is, I, I was telling the conference I was at in Florida this week, I said, you know, this is very personal because I have dates in here. I have promises from God in here. And, and sometimes, you know, you don't always feel like, let me pull out that word and let me, let me go back and look at, you know, no, but you need to discipline your flesh and it's not easy for any of us. Right. You know, and it is true. Some of us have different personalities. I look at some people and I think, you know, how are they so happy? all oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know how they're, they're like, so I'm really upset right now. I'm like, you could have fooled me. Cause you look really happy still, yeah. you know, my wife is one of those people. She's just like happy all the time. You know, most of the time anyway, she's, mm -hmm. she's just up person, you know, yeah. And I'm more of an introverted person, so I'm more of a thinker. And, and so, uh, you know, for, for introverts, that can be, sometimes be good because you can get a lot done thinking and, and spend time with the Lord. But it's also uh, can be detrimental, too, if you allow the enemy to use that against you uh, because you'll isolate and those types of things. So I think, uh, too, a great point here is don't allow the enemy to isolate you. Yeah, that's huge. Because the Bible says where, where two or three agree upon anything, it shall be done. And it also says one can put a thousand to flight, two can put two thousand to flight. So if we, Jeff, re really understood the power of agreement, we'd be running to people that say, come agree with me for my for my spouse. Agree with me over my finances. Agree with me because there is power in agreement. And I've noticed, you know, pastoring as many years as I have. The number one thing that I hear uh, people say sometimes is, you know, I'll run into someone that I haven't seen for a while. And I'll say, you know, I miss you at church. I, you know, how are you guys doing? Well, we've been going through some things. And, you know, as soon as soon as we get out of this, I'll be back at church. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, no, that's not the time to isolate. That's what yeah. the devil wants yeah. is to get you alone. The Bible says two are better than one. Why? Because there is someone there to believe with you. So uh, just a quick note to, to many of you as a pastor, I'm saying that's why church is important. That's why community is important. That's why uh, a broadcast like Elijah Fire, it's important because you need to be built up. You need yeah. agreement and prayer. And, and so, you know, for those of you that are going through a struggle right now, I, I just want you to hear this word and hear that God is fighting for you. The victory has already been won. You are victorious and he has given you keys. That means you have the authority to unlock heaven to earth. I was reading that scripture this week. Uh, whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. So we've got 
you know, I didn't mean this to be a, a message of, of the power of your words, but I think it's exactly what people need to hear, Andrew. You know, we've got to be careful what we're speaking because we are either loosing uh, circumstances that are contrary to God's word or we're binding up circumstances that are contrary to God's word and we're loosing what God has promised. Uh, you know, a scripture that I love is is found in the book of Psalms and it, it just ministers to me because I have so many prophetic promises that I'm standing on. And I just love when, when David prayed, you know, remember your word hmm. has caused your servant to hope. It is comfort in my affliction. Yeah. And, and we serve a God who does not forget. He, he forgets sin, but he does not forget his word. And he honors his word above his own name. So if God has made you a promise, it will come to pass. The only way it will not come to pass is if we forfeit the promise. Yeah, that's really uh, good. Yeah, you know, Isaiah 55, 11, I think of that. It says, I have it right here. It says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I, I love that verse, man. I love Isaiah that verse. 55, 11. Yes. And, and so, you know, for many of you that you say, well, you know, I felt like I had a promise from God, but, you know, maybe maybe I didn't. Maybe that was just my own thinking or, or maybe, you know, the, the preacher said this or the prophet said that. And I thought that was for me. Maybe it was for everybody else. But me quit disqualifying yourself. If yeah. it hit your spirit. The Holy Spirit had delivered that word that had that a servant of God or had you read that scripture or read that word on Elijah list. So it would hit your spirit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I believe in divine setups. I don't think that, you know, there's words that I read that I'm like, oh, that's a good word, but it doesn't really hit my spirit. Sure. But when something hits my spirit, I'm like, that's for me. I know that's for me. But the enemy wants to steal that word from you. And he wants you to start thinking, well, maybe that's not for me. And I want to tell you today, this is your only God season. What's your testimony going to be is you're going to stand back and say, only God could do this. Mm -hmm. Only God could make the way, make a way like this. Only God could bring me out of this situation. Only God, only God. Come on, just declare that with your mouth right now. Yeah. Only God, only God could do this. Because that's what he wants. And that's what he will do for you right now. I believe that in Jesus name. Wow. So good, Andrew. I'm honestly, man, I'm still on the uh, don't let the devil know how if his plan was successful. I just feel like that was like, like mind blown for a lot of people. I'm just like, yeah. whoa, something that What's I thought. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is good. Um, um, but I, something I was thinking about is you know how the devil can't create things on his own right he can repurpose things um but he can also get us to create things for him by speaking things that hey really we need this thing hey quick jeff tell yourself you're an idiot tell 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 say this to you know say this mean thing to your wife or whatever you know whatever yeah. it is um snap at your wife or whatever um and i i started thinking about that i was like it started making me really mad i was like are you kidding me, man? You know, it was much of what, what you're saying too, of, of just like, I mean, our words really do have power. I mean, they really do. And I've talked ad nauseum about even how like science has backed that up now, Yeah, you know? Um, and so I, 
uh, it just, it really, um, it's so important, you guys, uh, to be mindful of what we're speaking and to surround ourselves with, with, um, you know, if, if you're around people, like, especially if, you know, you're young and you're hanging around people right now and all, all of them are just a specific type of way and you find yourself always kind of like falling into bad habits, uh, patterns of sin, um, starting to like speak a certain way, think a certain way. It's probably time to distance yourself from those people, at least for a season. Um, uh, until, you know, God can build you up, like encourage, encourage yourself in the Lord and God will, sur- God will bring people that are going to be edifying in your life that are going to, to, to be a positive influence in your life. Um, and so I just think it's so important to be mindful of those things. And sometimes guys, it's not even people, it's shows, it's movies, Come it's on. music. Like as somebody who call, is feel called, feels called into the arts and entertainment industry, um, I see this very clearly and it is so important. Um, and, and also too, as creatives, there's this lie and this man, I'll tell you, Andrew, like this is what I was told in like Christian film school. It was, you need, even if it's not godly, like you need to know what the trend is. You need to know what is in, you need to watch this stuff. And some of this stuff was nasty, dude. And, yeah. um, it really started grieving my spirit. And, and then God was like started and I just thought I had to, and I was told by so many different like industry people, you have to, you have to know what it's, what's in. And I'm like, started realizing like cutting all of it out. I started feeling lighter. My creativity started exploding. The less things I was watching, everything stopped being derived from something I was ingesting. And, and rather than that, just ingesting the word in God's presence and just being mindful of what I'm watching. Yeah. And it, 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 it affects you. So all that to say people, it can be, it doesn't, it can't just be people. It can be things. It can be, you know, uh, games, movies, TV shows, music that as well can be an influence on you and, and, and the words you're speaking. And yeah, so Absolutely. it's important because what you put in eventually comes out. Yeah. So, and it uh, will come out. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you're putting more, more word in, that's what comes out of you, you know, and so uh, I just encourage all of you to, to, to keep, you know, like he was talking about, Jeff was talking about with relationships, guard your relationships because nobody is worth missing the plan and purpose of God for your life. Really? Really? I've never yeah. met one individual that is worth missing God's plan for my life. And, uh, you know, sometimes the enemy, a, a lot of times the enemy will send relationships into our life to, to cause us to stumble or God will send relationships into our life to cause us to be promoted or, or cause us to be strengthened. So we've got to be very mindful of relationships because uh, God will use a person and the devil will use a person. Absolutely. And, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be like someone like blatantly out in the world or not living for God. It can be other people in the church. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Negative people in the church yeah. that, you know, we're all humans. We're all flesh. And so sometimes if somebody gives over to the flesh, you know, they can tell you what, well, I don't think God's going to do that. And God's not going to do that. Get away from that. It's not worth missing the plan and purpose of God. Surround yourself with people that, that begin to speak in uh, an elevated platform or an elevated place with God so that it will cause you to go. I love to be around people that make me hungry for more of God. Yeah. 
And something that I really want to caution people against um, uh, is because I've seen this as well is you get to that place you go, Oh, this person's, this person's negative. Okay. I'm just going to jet them out of your life. I, I honestly, I just pray and ask the God, I, I ask the Lord uh, about anyone everyone in my life. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Of like, if, if I do have someone in my life that's like that, I don't immediately assume, okay, it's time to say goodbye to them. I ask God and I'm like, am I supposed to be something counter to whatever the enemy's doing in their life? Even as a Christian, um, the, am I supposed to still be in their life? Like what's my role in their life? Because sometimes God does want you in their life and to be a positive influence on them. And then just be like, you know what? Like if someone's being a Debbie downer all the time to be the opposite of that. And actually I've seen some people turn around in my life where like they shift their focus or they'll go. Yeah. You know what? You're right. You're right. God, the Bible does say this. You're right. I should be doing this, you know? And then I've seen people's focus completely shift and it's happened to me too, you know? Yeah. So, um, don't just assume just because there is a Christian in your life and they're like a Debbie downer that you're like, okay, I'm just going to, you could be the very person that God wants to use to reorient them back to him. Be like, Whoa, yeah, no, you're right. We should be, we should be holding ourselves in a different posture than the world. And I have mm-hmm. been just regurgitating what I'm seeing on the news. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Let's stop watching the news. Let's do this instead. You know? So you, you could be that in someone else's life. So I think it's really important to not just assume, oh, okay, they're negative Nancy, bye. You know what yeah. I mean? And I love that, that, you know, using prayer as a guide to, to, to knowing that. But like I say, I say this a lot to my church. I say, you know, you can't be around me very long and start speaking doubt because you will get rebuked. Yeah. Because I know the power of words. And so you know, if, if you're around someone, maybe they're not as developed in God as you, or maybe they're, they're in a process. We're all in the process, but maybe they're not there. So you need to be that encouragement. Mm. But if it's something that you feel drained at the end and you, you feel like it's bringing your thoughts down it's bringing your words down, then you need to pray on, you know, God, how do I separate from this? Cause you don't want to crush the person uh, that that you're dealing with. Cause it's really not the person. It's a spirit that's trying to, to yeah. it's coming against what God is doing inside of you. So really use wisdom. And I love how you said that about, you know, praying, God, how do I show your love? But, you know, I work with a lot of young people and sometimes I've had to uh, really talk to them about, you know, we're not going to missionary date or, you know, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> if you just got delivered from um, drugs that's and right. alcohol, we're not going to go to the bar and, do ministry right now, you know, right. until yeah. you, you've developed yourself, but just, uh, you know, those people need ministry. So yes, I believe God brings us out of situations so that we're able to minister. I know for myself, you know, we've talked about it many times about depression. The Lord uses me to minister to people that are dealing with that spirit because I know that spirit, and I have victory over it. So you you get around those people and they start speaking against the promises of God, you know, you can take authority over it right then, you know, and that's what I do when I'm in that situation. I'll, I'll say to them, listen, that's not what the Bible says. That's not what God says. So I'm choosing to partner with God and either they receive that and they'll say, you know, oh, you're right, you know, or they won't. 
and they'll keep on. Or pride will kick in. I don't I love you. I don't want to hear that. You know? Yeah. And so we can guard what we, what we feed yeah. ourselves and what yeah, we're I think that's good. That's a great, great point, Andrew. So, yeah. um, okay. So you, you released a book and we can talk about this however long you want, um, called breaking the spirit of Delilah. All right. It just came out, I think in January, correct? January 31st. Yeah. Last um, week, last Tuesday. Wow. It's, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, so, uh, Let's let's talk about this. Um, and there's a link in the description, everybody. Um, if you would love to support Andrew and and get the book, link is in the description. Um, and so you can click right there. Um, but what is what is the spirit of Delilah? What is that? Well, this spirit, the Lord revealed this to me. Um, it's a spirit that has it's an ancient spirit, it's been around for a long time. We see it through the life of Delilah, the person. The flesh and blood Delilah. We know most of us know the story. If we've been around in church at all, we know the story of Samson and Delilah right. uh, and the haircut heard around the world. Uh, <laughs> but the Lord spoke to me and he said, there's more behind this. And he said, in this hour, this spirit is, is trying to, to rise up over the church. And so in the book of Judges, it talks about Samson, who is God's champion, called to be a deliverer called to deliver God's people out of bondage. And he had all these great feats. He was a Nazarite from his birth. Uh, now, I'm not going to go into all of this because we'll go. It, it'll be too much for today, but uh, I can preach about him for a while. And so he was a Nazarite from birth. That means he was separated for a holy purpose to God. And God anointed him to do all these great feats and all these great things. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit to do this. But Little by little, and this is how the enemy works. So this is a warning for everybody. This is how the enemy will work. Little by little, with little compromises here and there, sent him on a spiral till he almost, almost had his destiny robbed. And see, that's what the enemy wants to do, is he wants to stop God's purpose in your life. He wants to delay God's promises. He wants to rob you of your destiny and what God has spoken over your life. You you say, when see, when I was writing this and God revealed this to me, Jeff, I said, God, I'm not Samson. I'm 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 not God's, I'm not killing Philistines left and right. I'm 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 Andrew from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And he said, No, but you're my champion. Hmm. He said, In this hour, if you're a blood bought child of God and you're 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 a Christian, a believer. He says, you're my son, you're my daughter, you're my champion that's on this earth for such a time as this. You're not a mistake. You're not a, a just a, a happenstance or a product of a man or a woman. No, you're a product of God. You are God's champion on the earth. And so what the enemy wants to do is he wants to desensitize you. See, there we go again. He wants to desensitize you uh, to, to, to your hold off or your resolute of living for God and obeying the voice of God. And how he does that is little by little, because he knows if he comes in for most of us, if he comes in with some great, you know, uh, attack or or bondage, we're going to say no to it. Mm -hmm. But if he little by little, you know, uh, I think I'll I'll read two chapters tomorrow. I'll, I'll pray an extra 10 minutes tomorrow. I'm too tired tonight, Lord. Mm. Uh, I'll go to church next week. I'll watch the Lodge of Fire next week. I'm tired today. Uh, little by little, we compromise. We yeah. start we start desensitizing ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And that's yeah. a pattern that happened in, 
in Samson's life. And the reason I called it breaking the spirit of Delilah, because there's uh, a few things, and I don't know how much time we have, but hey, man, how much, however much time you want, uh, the Lord you can get into it if you want. Me, he said the Delilah spirit has maneuvered itself in this hour. We see it. We see it so strong uh, to position itself in the modern church to where we're satisfied with, hey, let's have a 45-minute hour service, everything, worship, offering, preaching, out of there. You know, we, we, we're, we're in a TikTok world to where we're, if we don't do it in a second, you know, oh, I'm yeah. scrolling on to something else. But it is seeking to place a slumber hold on God's people. And, and sadly, we see that rising up in this hour. We see God's people. We were talking about it earlier when you, when you gave the example, you know, what if you're driving down the road in your car and you're just like, man, I don't, I don't feel like doing this, God. I know I have the weapons, but I don't feel like doing this. That's what Delilah does is robs us of our passion and our strength. And if you really study her out, I mean, I go through all this in the book. But uh, by the point that Delilah comes into play, Samson had already compromised in so many times touching dead things. He had gone through so many different things, uh, already married a Philistine. He married something, uh, a woman, a Philistine that God had called him to deliver the nation from. Mm. So he was attaching himself to something. God said, I want you to deliver my people from this bondage. And he went and married that bondage. That's like us. If we went and married uh, or attached ourselves to something that God had forbidden. And so there's a lot in this book, but you know, I see the, the hunger or the lack of passion. And that's what Delilah does or the spirit does. It begins to rob itself. But the way I got the, the, the revelation from it is in, in Judges, I believe it's verse 30, but it says that Delilah berated him with her words and she, she got him to the point where he wanted to die. <laughs> See, this, this spirit goes along with uh, causing depression, causing people to want to wow. give up and want to die. And she berated him with his words. Have you ever been around someone that is so skilled with their words. I mean, I've been around some people that just, man, they can attack with their words to where you feel like, man, I can't take it. Yeah. You feel this big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to get away from this. But Samson was around this and she began to to berate him with her words to the point he wished for death. But then there's one scripture that really stood out to me. And it says she made him sleep upon her knee. And the Lord spoke to me and he said that the church in this hour, the church, the body of Christ in this hour, uh, not everybody, because there are uh, some hungry, some, some those that are awakened to the purpose of God, awakened to the voice yeah. of God. But sadly, we see the enemy maneuvering his way and putting a stranglehold on the body of Christ. And we're laying our head in in Delilah's lap, thinking wow. it's a place of safety. Wow. And all along, the betrayal is happening and the enemy is trying to destroy Man. our purpose. Yeah. And so, you know, Samson traded his intimacy with God for intimacy with the Philistine. Hmm. And, and that's what many of us are doing. We're trading our intimacy with God so that we can fit into culture. We're, we're trading our intimacy uh, with with the things of God and what he has called us to do so that we won't offend anybody. So we'll compromise here and there. And so Samson was so 
beat down and so uh, that he finally revealed a secret to, to her. And what did she do? She called in the Philistine army and they cut his hair and then they gouged out his eyes because the enemy is after your vision. Mm -hmm. He is after what God has called you to do. And so they gouged out his eyes. They cut his hair, which represented his relationship with God. And they bound him in chains and fetters. Child of God, that's what the enemy wants for you. Is he wants to bind you to where you're bound up and you will be non-effective. You're not a threat. You're not fulfilling the assignment of God on your life. He has a destiny for you. Each one of us. If there's breath in your body, God has a plan for your life. Yeah. And the enemy has been sent to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and the way that the Lord revealed it to me is through this breaking the spirit of Delilah, is the Delilah spirit wants to put you to sleep so that you won't rise up and fulfill your destiny. Mm -hmm. But I've come with good news. And we started at the very beginning of this broadcast. You're moving into an only God season. I believe there's some champions that are going to cast off the restraint of all the compromise that the enemy has tried to put their way and say, oh, no, I, I need God. I want God. And for those of you that say, you know, well, Andrew, I, I've, I've fallen. I, I gave up. And it seems like it's cost me my vision. It's cost me my, it cost me my marriage. It cost me my destiny. Samson was in prison and the hair on his head began to grow again. And that signifies the relationship with God was being restored. And then he cried out to God and he said, God, God, if you'll just anoint me one more time to, to uh, and he had the guy lead him, the, the boy lead him to the pillars of, of the stadium where they were uh, making sport of the great champion, the defeat of God's champion. And he goes to the pillars and the word says the anointing came upon him and he broke the pillars and the, the, the stadium crashed and Samson died. But he completed his task because mm -hmm. he killed more in his death than he ever did in his life. I call that a comeback. Right. I, I believe there are many of us. God is saying it's time for your comeback. Thankfully, we don't have to die. Come on. We don't have to say, I'm going to accomplish this in my death. God is saying to you today, it's time for you to get your relationship back. And I believe even as I'm speaking these words, there's some people being awakened saying, no. oh, the enemy's tried to, to put me to sleep. He's tried to, to, to put me in this lethargic, uh, you know, non-active state. I don't feel like fighting. I don't feel like studying. I don't feel like praying. God has given you a wake-up call saying today Amen. is your day of destiny. It's your only God moment. This is your time to defeat that ancient spirit and fulfill everything that God has prepared you for. Mm. Amen. Yeah, and I mean, I guess in closing, like I was just thinking about the story of Samson and that it just is a testimony to God's grace too. Of like, Amen. Especially when people are sitting there like, yeah, but I have... Like I have missed it. Like I've missed it, bro. Yeah. And um, even at the end of what was Samson's life, he still was redeemed. You know, he still fulfilled his purpose. Um, and uh, that's a testament to God's goodness. Mm -hmm. Instead of him being like, no, I've turned my face from you. Nope. Sorry. Bye. Like that's not the heart of God. The heart of God is, is communion with his children, you know? And um, and for us to be conformed to the image of Christ. And, and, uh, and so that's why even on, like, I love like the, 
I guess what the Catholics would call the penitent thief, you know, the, the one who was, uh, uh, who, who was repentant and, and, you know, he was like, remember me in paradise. It's like, you're going to be there with me. You know, even I, we don't know what this guy did, you know, yeah. like we don't, we don't know the extent of what this guy did. Um, and on his deathbed, you know, on the cross, he was, you know, he was redeemed, you know? And so I just, I, I, I love that about Samson's story, even though it's, there is a somberness to it. You're like, wow, yeah. like, dude, you know, like, but um, yeah. So I think that's a great, great word, um, Andrew. Um, so I would love for you to pray, pray for people. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think I, I sense the Holy spirit, uh, just to pray for those of you that feel like maybe you have been touching dead things. Hmm. Maybe you have been playing around with things that, that God is saying, listen, I delivered you from that. Why are we playing around? You know, one of the, the symptoms of Delilah's spirit is you're, you're attracted and you're playing with dead things. You, you are called to be a Nazarite. You are called to be a champion. You don't have to play around with things that are dead. You don't have to feast on things that are dead. God says, I have fresh living things for you. And so I just sense right now the Holy Spirit saying to begin to pray and to break every stronghold, to break that, that lure of the enemy that, that, that would cause you to be drawn to, to dead things. And you say, well, I'm in this Maybe it's a relationship. I don't know. Uh, but I'm in this. How do I get out? How do I break free? Well, I'm praying right now. Lord, we come into agreement. And I'm saying, God, everything that is luring them away, everything that's trying to stop their destiny, every spirit that has been sent by the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy, or to distract them from their purpose. God, we take authority over it now. And Lord, we say today that through the blood of Jesus, the blood is greater than every uh, attempt of the enemy to rob your people of their destiny. I say today, they will fulfill their assignment. They will walk in their calling. They will walk in their purpose. I call forth, even today, as I was praying this morning, Jeff, I heard the Holy Spirit say to prophesy that God was sending uh, ministering spirits or angels on assignment to break through to break through the, the hindering spirits that would hinder your breakthrough. Daniel experienced this and, and God sent reinforcement angels to bring forth the answer. Some of you have seen delayed answers to prayer. You've been going through things and the enemy's been trying to, to get your gaze off of what he has called you to do, off of him and get your eyes onto something else. But I say, God, they will not be robbed of their vision. God, restore fresh focus to them. Restore fresh vision to them. I come against every assignment of the enemy that will try to distract them. And I say, no, devil, today is their day of awakening. Today is their day. They hear the sounding of the alarm saying, wake up. Wake up. This is the hour. This is the hour to get back up. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how you failed. I want you to know today the blood of Jesus is greater than your worst mistake. The blood of Jesus is greater. You, I, I just hear the Holy Spirit saying, some of you right now, you're saying, but Andrew, you don't know what I did. Because we like in our fleshly mind, minds, we like to classify sins. This is really bad. That's just a little bit bad. No, God says sin is sin, but his blood 
still speaks of a greater worth. His blood still speaks, I'm redeemed. Mm. You've got to understand that the blood of Jesus, hmm, oh, the blood of Jesus that washes, that cleanses, that heals, that saves, that delivers, the blood of Jesus is speaking on your behalf. See, some of you right now just begin to plead the blood. Say, God, yes, I've missed it, but I thank you that, that I can get back up because your blood cleanses me from every stain, from every sin. Today, I get back up. Today, I say no. I live awakened to my purpose. I live awakened to your voice and I will get up from this in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Mm. Amen. Mm, amen. And then uh, this may sound like a no brainer, Andrew, but um, can, can people take this and declare it over loved ones who are in this position? It might not be them. It might be someone that's close to them, a family member, a son, a daughter, a brother, friend. Can they do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, in the back of the book, we have, uh, I wrote declarations, scriptures, and prayers to break the spirit of Delilah. Awesome. And I'm telling awesome. you, I've been using them myself. I've been, uh, you know, today I think I was at uh, um, my prayers. I walk in boldness. My prayers cause hell to tremble and heaven to answer. God hears and answers when I call to him. Hmm. And then it gives the scriptures. And then it gives, you know, a prayer for you to pray. So I pray it over my family. I pray it over my children because, listen, I don't want them to ever know the ways of the world. Yeah. I want them to walk and live for God. Yeah. So that's why I wrote this book, because I see so many believers that are asleep. We're asleep to culture and we think, oh, that's just entertainment or that's just, that's you're being too spiritual. You know, yeah. living holy has been classified as a religious spirit nowadays. I know. It's not. It's not. Yeah. We can live according to this word. Yeah. But uh, let me tell you, we are victorious. Absolutely. Take this book. Begin to put their name there. Begin to declare these scriptures and, and see these principles of how to minister to them to keep them from going down a path uh, of of destruction yeah come on come on well andrew this was an absolute dynamite episode man i just um i really felt like there was a little extra something there um and it's just what a lot of people needed even one of like my coworkers, she was like messaging me while this is going she's like oh my goodness this is exactly what this is exactly what i needed you know so um i know a lot of people are going to be blessed by this episode um yeah so everybody Link is in, in the description for Breaking the Spirit of Delilah, Andrew's new book. You can get that, um, especially for those like declarations at the end, man. Like the, I, I, I always love it when books include things like that. Yeah. Uh, because there's something that like, because sometimes you read a book and you can set it away and like, okay, it was nice, you know, or, or there's a takeaway you get from it. But a book like that has resources that you can go back to, right? So it's like it always stays on your bed bedside or whatever. Um, I wrote it and I'm still using it. Yeah, so, there you go. You know, what I, a testimony, right? Yes, there. yes. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love those things because, like we were saying earlier, there's power of life and death in our tongue. So when we begin to speak it forth and we begin to declare it, then things begin to move and things begin to happen. That's right. That's right. So, um, Andrew, how can people follow you? You can uh, plug your church, whatever. Go to andrewtell.com and it has uh, my schedule. 
on there. I'm, I'm going out a lot more for conferences and different things, some television stuff coming up. So I'd love for you to be a part. Also, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all those social media outlets, Andrew Tao. Looks like toe, but it's Tao. Yeah, say it right, everybody. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> How many times do you get people to say Tao? A lot? No, I'm, I'm, I'm usually shocked. I, oh, okay. I did an interview the other day and they said Tao and I was like, are you kidding? You said Tao? Yeah, you said it right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, all right, man. Thank you so much. This was Thank so good. Thank you for having me. So I good. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Thursday. Join us tomorrow for part one of four of our Bible 101 series. We've got Costin Woodhouse in the house. He sent over his PowerPoint. It's got some really good stuff in it. So I can't wait for you guys to see that. It's going to be a really great resource for you guys. So have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with part one of four of the Bible 101 series. God bless you guys. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.